Hello and welcome to Meraki Unboxed. Great to have you back with us once again. And this time we are going to be focusing again on the topic of the API. So in the last episode we just put out a couple of weeks ago, we were talking to Rom at contact.io, who is one of our developer partners uh, developing a really interesting solution on top of the Meraki platform. And today we're going to explore that at a more general level Really excited to get into this topic. So before we do that, I just want to very quickly remind you that Meraki Unboxed is a podcast we run every couple of weeks. So you should find it appear in your podcast app every two weeks if you are a subscriber and you'll find it on all the usual podcast apps, Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, whatever you'd like to use. Easy to find this one. And so we love to put out good content, which is you know, relevant to you, interesting to you, and to help us keep us honest with that, We'd love to get your feedback. So please do reach out and let us know uh, what you'd like to see us cover during the podcast. If you'd like to be on it, you're also super welcome to be part of this podcast as well. I'd love to interview you if you'd like to talk to us about your experiences with uh, Meraki technology. Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest today, uh, who is going to talk to us all about the wonderful world of APIs, this developer world that we know is sort of growing in the field of networking. So Austin, please tell us all about yourself. All right. Thank you, Simon. So my name is Austin Lin, and I'm a director of product management at Meraki. Uh, I look after the Meraki cloud platform. And uh, the cloud platform, for, from my perspective, is, is made up of a few components. Um, the first layer is actually our infrastructure. So this is all of our software and our services that run in our data centers and power the Meraki cloud. And then my team is also responsible for our various user experiences as well. Um, we are responsible for our dashboard user experience, our web browser experience, as well as our mobile iOS and Android apps, which I'll talk to you more about later, as well as our API and developer platform, which we consider another one of our first class user experiences for our developers and for kind of programmability. Wow. Yep. That's that, it. That's, that's all uh, you my do. Role <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big role. That's um, a but huge it's, role. It's super exciting. Yeah. There's a lot of things that Meraki's doing in this space that are they're very, very exciting that I'm looking forward to talking to you about. Yeah, we're definitely gonna get into that in a little bit more detail in just a second. So how long have you been with Meraki, Austin? Yeah, so I joined Meraki a little bit over two years ago mm -hmm. and my charter coming in was to build out and think about our cloud and our platform as a product itself. So that's a little bit of a shift in how we've been thinking about Rocky along its journey. For the longest time, Rocky was a cloud native company and cloud was just part of our DNA. But more recently, we've made this shift into thinking more about our platform as a product itself and thinking about how we can actually use our platform to strengthen our connections between our products. So the more Meraki products you buy, the better they work together, mm -hmm. as well as connections to other systems as well. So making sure that Meraki works well with your technologies that you use and your deployment uh, and making sure we have the right automation and programmability around that. And before we get into the detail, because I know you've got lots you want to get to, what were you doing before you came to us? So what's the background of your career and what attracted you to Meraki? So my background is a little bit unique in that I have in the mix of user experience design and computer science. Mm -hmm. So it's a mix of kind of the creative side as well as the, the kind of hard technical uh, aspects of, of software development. Uh, and what drew me to Meraki is really the, the mission of the company. I think our mission, which is to simplify technology, to empower people to focus on their own missions, uh, is something that is very design-centric and very customer-centric from its core. And that's something that really appealed to me on both sides of that. So that's actually what drew me to Meraki. And since being here over the last couple of years, what I've seen is actually this idea of simplicity 
uh, really carries through from every layer of our decision making to every function, you know, whether or not folks are on the design side or on the engineering side or on the marketing side. So it's something that really is embodied by the whole company. I would very much agree with that. And from the day one that I was associated with the company, I think just seeing the dashboard for the very first time and the simplicity and thought that went into that user experience and how it differed from what I'd been used to up till then, which to be honest, was pretty clunky and unpleasant to live with day to day. So uh, it's a very interesting area how we sort of constantly improve on that. And I guess that part of what we're going to get to today is going to touch on that area, you know, how you improve the experience in various different ways. So why don't we start off with like a broad introduction to your work and sort of how it's been developing over the last year or so? So one thing that we've been thinking about a lot is this platform idea. Um, and the, really what this means to us is actually very tangibly, it's three areas. And the first one is actually making sure the our cloud infrastructure or cloud platform is solid, it's reliable, it, it's getting better over time. The second piece that builds on top of this is our developer platform. Um, so making sure that we have the right APIs for programmability as well as the right marketplace for off-the-shelf applications that you can plug and play into your deployment. And the third area is actually around taking all of those assets around our data and our, our, our scale and turning those into improving the customer experience with additional features that are powered by data that learn with you as you use Meraki and improve your experience. Yeah, and there's so much in what you just said. So what we want to do, I think, is just unpack this a little bit. Uh, let's start off with that cloud platform. I think one of the things which would be nice to clarify is what we really mean by the cloud infrastructure, because I know that most people will think of Meraki and be familiar with us as a, a cloud-managed solution. But of course, there's so much infrastructure and, and reality that sits behind that. So maybe take us into that in some more detail. Absolutely. Meraki runs a global cloud infrastructure in over 150 plus countries. Every day we actually have uh, more than 8 million connected devices that are talking to our cloud at any point in time. Wow. Um, so we're operating at this scale that uh, is bigger than any of our competitors, but also you know, something that should be one of the largest in the connected hardware space as well. Mm -hmm. And we think about this not just as a large number, but the way we think about this, we actually see more permutations of customer deployments, more combinations of different scenarios that people are using our technology and this actually allows us to move and improve our infrastructure faster as we scale. An example of this is if we see you know, a certain customer run into a certain hurdle, maybe they were scaling their deployments and we were able to like spot an issue and help them resolve it, we actually will take that fix and actually proactively resolve it for not only all customers, but do all of the work to prevent it for anything anybody in the future as well. Right. And so we see actually more and more of these, like thousands of times a year we are improving our cloud and this rate of improvement is actually getting faster as we scale because we have that access to all of the different permutations and deployments that our customers are operating under. That's super interesting. I mean, the analogy that's coming into my head as you describe that is what we think of artificial intelligence as doing. It's like we are essentially enabling a machine to learn and to get faster at learning as it learns more. So it sounds analogous to that. Does that sound about right to you? I think so. I think that if you look at an aggregate, this is actually the intelligence of our organization, engineering practices, and our infrastructure that's getting better over time. Mm -hmm. And then that's something that we think about kind of going back to that simplicity mission. When we think about all of the fixes that we're improving in the infrastructure, the, the goal here is to make it one less thing a customer has to think about, one problem that we're solving ahead of time. As a customer uses Meraki, I like to think about the fact that three years down the line after you purchase Meraki, it's actually going to be faster. It's going to be more feature rich, and it's going to be right. simpler to use yep. going forward as we're improving. 
Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the things that's impressed me as well as a, a user of the product, as well as working for the company, is the way that over the, the years I've been working here, I've seen absolutely no degradation, quite the opposite in terms of uh, how responsive the dashboard interface is. If you think about how many customers it's serving continuously, as you just said, 8 million a day uh, at any one time is a phenomenal number to be able to provide all that data back for. And that must mean some pretty hard work on the back end as far as getting the databases working as efficiently as possible. Absolutely, yes. That's something that we have engineers thinking about 24-7 in every time zone around the globe. Okay, so the cloud infrastructure is definitely one component of it. What about on the sort of mobile side of things? So we actually just relaunched a brand new mobile application that allows you to have all of the best of the Meraki dashboard in your pocket. And this is really exciting for us because it's basically a whole ground up re-architecture of the mobile application to make it more modern, mm -hmm. uh, more fluid, and simpler to use. And so this is something that we're super, super excited about. Um, the app is available now for iOS and Android. And please, you know, go play around with it and, you know, experience it for yourself. So that new version is in the stores already, the App Store and the Google Play Store? Absolutely. Fantastic. Yes. Okay, well, there's the first call to action for anybody who's listening. Um, please don't run away and start playing with it immediately. Stick with us because you're going to learn some more <laughs> about how we use the thing. But uh, that's going to be an exciting one to go and try out afterwards for sure. That's an interesting start off. So thinking about the cloud platform, but I know that one of the areas we really wanted to touch on today is this developer platform as well. So why is that important to us right now? Uh, so one of the things that we kickstarted a few years ago with my team is actually re-envisioning of our developer platform and really like concerted investment to make this a big area of, of focus for us. So uh, about two, three years ago, we started on this kind of API journey. Simon, I like to use the analogy of when you're living in a house and over time you're adding you know, a different room to it, you're making some modifications. Mm -hmm. And over time, some of those, you have different people who are working on this and you might have a light switch that works a little bit differently or like some duct work that looks a little bit different in different places of the house. And that is a little bit what happened with our API originally when we were growing it organically. And what I'm really excited to announce is that we are relaunching what we call V1 of the APIs. Um, but really what this is, is a, it's a down to the studs renovation. And mm -hmm. so this allows us to look at the entire architecture of all of our, all of our APIs together. Think about the developer experience as the, the thing that we want to optimize for and thing that we want to make super, super easy and bring that consistency, bring those best practices and also bring a bunch of new functionality to developers around the API as well. Yeah, you're reminding me of something which I remember Tony was talking to us about in episode 24 a little while ago now, but he was talking about this versioning concept for APIs and also this concept of kind of wiping the floor clean and starting again in a sense. It's pretty interesting because we've been doing APIs for quite a number of years at this point. So what you're saying is that we got to this point where we were adding elements to it, but we needed to provide something a little bit more uh, universally connectable to. <laughs> My articulation is going. It's Friday afternoon. But just run that bias one more time. The, yeah, that's exactly the right way to think about it, Simon. For us, it's around consistency and making sure that when you're you know, tweaking with a knob here and you're tweaking with a knob somewhere else, the language and the, and the semantics and what we expect in and out of the API looks and feels the same. One thing to note also is that we're not stopping with just the simplicity around the API design itself. We also want to make sure that we're the easiest API to use on the market. And so for us, that means not only launching this kind of refactor and simplifying the API framework, but also all of these developer tools that are necessary to get started. 
And so we want to make sure that whether you're completely new to the space of programmability or you're an experienced developer, you have all of the tools and assets needed to get started as quickly as possible, understand the functionality of what we do, and even start testing and building and tinkering with the APIs within a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And so this is something that we're focusing on as well, and that we've relaunched a lot of those things with our V1 API as well. All right. So that's an exciting development. And obviously, it's going to make it easier to get into this as well for folks who are new to it. And that's another important area that we want to talk about. So we use this term ecosystem. Yes. But I guess that's a super important one for us to touch on as well. So let's pivot in that direction. How do you see yeah, the, I, uh, the ecosystem side of things? I think when we link up, look at our APIs and ecosystem, there are two parts of the same story. Mm -hmm. And there's always a need for custom integrations, for custom functionality that uh, you'll have to do development work for on the API side. Uh, but oftentimes there's cases where there's functionality that you want to just plug and play and that's where our marketplace or ecosystem comes in. So over the last couple of years, we've actually grown our ecosystem from a few dozen apps to now we have over 120 apps in the Rocky marketplace. Wow. And these apps span from every category that you could imagine for things like full analytics and location analytics for retail to things like contact tracing as one of the business agility applications to kind of help return to office and help post COVID. Right. That's a huge one. The ecosystem is very, very important for us. I think it's fair to say. And we also sometimes refer to this as the marketplace. That's presumably because we have these packaged solutions that others can then go and take advantage of that use the Meraki kind of platform and then something that's been built on top of it. Yes, exactly. And I know that you had Contact.io mm -hmm. on the previous podcast, and there's hundreds of these partners that are building on top of Meraki and sometimes they're offering a vertical specific solution. So maybe it's around, you know, guest Wi-Fi and customization of your guest Wi-Fi and how you actually can engage your guests. Or it could be something that is like one of our partners, every angle is is building advanced analytics on top of our Meraki cameras. And so this nice. is actually a case where we are opening up our APIs and giving our developers the ability to tap into some of the intelligence of the Meraki platform. Um, so in this case, we're seeing this partner do some amazing things around retail analytics. Mm -hmm. So previously, you know, retail analytics and a lot of our location analytics, you could start measuring how many people are in your stores, potentially kind of tying that to your other marketing campaigns. With uh, every angle, some of the things that they're able to do with our Meraki Sense APIs is actually help you understand the exact demographics of people in your stores. So potentially what age brackets, what gender, how much are people uh, purchasing in your stores based on some campaign that you ran online and looking at the in-store attribution. So pretty amazing things there that people are doing, building intelligence into their product using the power of the APIs. Mm. I almost feel like we could have a spin-off podcast series that just focuses on interviewing a different developer partner each week because uh, there's so many good stories to talk about. And I think those stories are so interesting because... Uh, ultimately, this is why we do this technology stuff. We're trying to change experiences for people. And I guess the intelligence we have built into not only our solution, but also our developers are adding on their side is really helping to improve experiences for customers. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Let's kind of dive into a practical way in which we use that intelligence to make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that is also part of our platform strategy is actually taking a lot of the insights that we gain from having our scale and seeing so many customer deployments and then making that useful for customers. So one of the ways that we're doing this is actually around our work with Meraki Health. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we're able to do is, given your deployments, we're able to learn all the details of the characteristics of a given network or a given site. 
and use those over time to give you better recommendations on what's normal for one site. And we all know that you know, anyone who's worked in the wireless space knows that RF troubleshooting and, and wireless is a little bit of, of a different beast. You, <laughs> you <know>? could say that. <laughs> and you know that uh, your one retail store or one site and versus another site down the street might look exactly the same from a schematics perspective, but might behave very, very differently just because you might have a neighbor or surrounding radios near you that perform differently. And one thing that we're able to do with our intelligence of the Meraki Health Platform is actually take the history of the behavior of, of one network and decide what is within normal for that. And what's within normal for one network might be a complete anomaly for a different network. I mean, that's one of the examples of things that we're applying our data to today mm -hmm. to give you better recommendations and, and better anomaly detection to troubleshoot and fix your issues. And my understanding is that some of this is also accessible via the APIs as well, the raw data that can help build an intelligent solution. Is that right? Have I got that right? Yeah. And the example I gave with the MVSense APIs. Right. Um, so MVSense is a great example of an API suite that builds on top of a lot of the edge compute that we are doing on cameras to give developers access to some of this intelligence as well. So you're able to take advantage of that to do custom work, to go on top of the existing people detection, people counting that we have on our platform to do more custom things, whether that's things like license plate recognition, if you're doing applications for delivery drivers in parking lots, or do you do things like the demographic uh, footfall analytics that, that we were talking about before? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much to this, and it sounds like you've got like a bag of energy, Austin, for talking about this stuff. And I'm very impressed with that, especially on a Friday afternoon. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, what are you kind of working on at the moment? What's cooking and where do you see this going next? As we're continuing to, to improve the platform and, and invest here, what we see is actually a lot of that data that we're seeing for your network, turning that into more data-powered products for you and building on top of that intelligence. You can see this in the Meraki Health Suite. Um, you can see this in the Meraki Insight platform. And we're going to bring that kind of intelligence and view that through all parts of Dashboard. And one thing that we're doing actually with APIs is that every time we build an API, it gives us many, many use cases that we solve at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so the first one is that whenever we build a new feature, we often want to launch that feature across mobile and web and APIs at the same time. So having this API first mentality uh, allows us to actually move faster. The new mobile app is actually built entirely on top of Meraki public APIs. Nice. Um, so this is a great example of a case where we can ship one thing across all of our platforms very, very quickly. And the next layer of this is actually enabling the developer ecosystem, obviously, to build on top of this. But the fourth area, which may not be immediately apparent, is that these APIs actually allow us to tie much more closely with other Cisco products. And so a great example of this is actually um, recently we rolled out an integration with Umbrella. And it, this really speaks a lot to our mission around simplifying powerful technologies, mm -hmm. where Umbrella operates a, a global DNS security layer that you can deploy. And with Meraki, with a few clicks and dashboard, you can actually enable this global infrastructure and very, very simply deploy this. And for us, this is actually the truest testament of being able to simplify something for customers to give them access to a technology that might have been complex for their deployment before. And this is all done using the power of Meraki APIs. I love that story about us having used it ourselves to develop the mobile app that uh, we talked about earlier on. That, that really proves that we're really walking the talk at this point. And uh, it also illustrates very well, I think, how we've moved to that sort of API first approach. 
So that's a, a really cool overview. Let's uh, think about how we get people into this thing. So you've covered so many areas and we know that we've got something really awesome to talk about here. And I'm sure we could go into more depth on any one of the topics you've touched on. What I'd love to do is try to make this as accessible as possible for those who are maybe thinking about a pivot in this direction. It is definitely an area where there's a lot of kind of skills out there that could very easily pivot to making use of those APIs. Folks who've maybe been scared off of the concept of network programmability because they've had this nice graphical user interface to use, or they've been working with a command line interface that they've known and loved for many, many years. What would you say mm -hmm. to folks who are kind of curious about this area and how they would sort of go about making the transition? Um, so this is something we think about all the time. Um, like I mentioned, we care not just shipping simple features, but also making the adoption of those features really, really, really easy through the suite of tools um, that we offer with our APIs and, and ecosystem as well. So the first area I would direct folks to is for folks that are new to APIs and programmability, we offer what we consider really, really clear documentation and uh, a lot of actually open source examples and code snippets. Mm -hmm. So there's many use cases that are pretty common use cases that we've actually published and given to you for free on our GitHub. And you can actually take those and start tinkering with those. So you're not actually starting from scratch, you're actually building on top of the learnings of hundreds of other developers ahead of you. The next thing I would point people to is actually we have many ways to actually play around with the APIs without even needing a Rocky deployment. Oh, okay. Um, we have a tool called Postman, which actually automatically updates with every change we make in our API, so it's always up to date. And with a tool like Postman, you can actually start building code against a sandbox environment and getting a sense for, if I do this action, what happens? If I tinker here, what happens? Without having to do all the, the kind of intricacies of setting up a, a test environment to do this. And this is something that you can get started with today. The third area I'd point people to is there might be cases where you don't actually need something truly, truly custom, and there might be a solution in the marketplace that actually perfectly fits the thing that you're looking for. One thing that actually we recently launched is a connector for ServiceNow. So ServiceNow is actually the leading partner in IT management, IT service management platforms. Mm -hmm. And we've seen a lot of our customers have this desire to connect their Meraki instance, their Meraki data with their ServiceNow data. And instead of having each person have to go build their own version of this, we help publish uh, and ship an official connector between the two platforms. And that's something that if you have your ServiceNow deployment and your Meraki deployment, you can use this connector for free directly out of the ServiceNow marketplace and the Meraki marketplace. Okay. And that one, what you're referring to there is, is sort of a relatively new thing. I think we only just announced that fairly recently. Is that correct? That's right. That, that launched uh, just a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, it's available now for our ServiceNow and Meraki customers to use. Yeah. And obviously that one's going to be of interest to anybody who's already familiar with ServiceNow, but I think the other examples you went through of how people can try this out, even without purchasing any gear from Meraki, I think that's a, a really awesome service back to the community where we can help folks get into this because it's not likely to go away anytime soon. This is very much the way forward is, is connecting all of your different technologies uh, using APIs and helping to build the custom solutions that you need. As, Absolutely. Right. And, and as you said, Austin, there, there is this great marketplace that has a bunch of solutions already pre-built for those who would prefer something more turnkey. Uh, where can people go to find all of those? There's actually one more thing to add mm. um, before, before I get to that. It's yeah, actually, please. we're here to help. So we have a lot of resources at Cisco to help get you up to speed. The Cisco DevNet organization actually has rolled out an entire set of Cisco certifications 
And these certifications allow you to learn the basics of automation, the basics of programmability, and it's catered specifically for the network admin, the folks that are moving over from some of these command line tools and getting them familiar with and how to translate your existing skills to this new, new tool set. I mean, that's something that we work very closely with DevNet to, to build that curriculum and build Rocky as part of that curriculum as well. The other side of the house too is that our account reps not only know the platform, but can help you architect your solution and also can demo it too. So you can show what the platform has to offer. So I would definitely recommend to reach out to your account reps. All of them know the ins and outs of the platform and can speak to them in, in detail. And so that's something else that I think is a great place to get started. Yeah. And to answer your question, Simon, the developer portal is developer.meraki.com or accessible at uh, meraki.io if it's easier to remember. And that will link you to both our API documentation as well as all of our marketplace offerings as well. Cool. So much help out there. And like you said, it's fun to get these certifications. If it's something that you're interested in moving towards, not only do you have the tools to help you get up to speed on it, but you can also go and get certified. So uh, definitely worth checking that out. And this was something which you learned through which portal, Austin, help me remember. You, you mentioned Cisco Developer Portal, I think. Do you know the address of that one? It's probably something like developers.cisco.com. You've got it, Simon. Wow. Uh, developer.cisco.com. And then uh, the Rocky one is just developer.cisco.com slash Meraki. And that will get you to all of the resources that we have. Awesome. Well, that's been fantastic. Thanks a lot, Austin. I really appreciate you taking us through that. Definitely going to be an area of exciting development in the future. So looking forward to seeing what that's all about. And I'm definitely going to go off and uh, install the latest version of this Meraki app now so I can take it for a spin. But before we wrap things up, I just want to just put a shout out to everybody who's listening. Thank you so much again for joining us for uh, today's podcast. I think one of the things that I really want to make sure is that the level of detail that we're going into is sufficient or is appropriate for what you're wanting to hear. So if we're going into too much depth, or if you'd like us to dive in deeper on any one specific topic, this kind of feedback is super helpful to me and helps us make sure that we're tuning this podcast to be as helpful to you as possible. And of course, I understand there's going to be beginners out there, there's going to be highly advanced engineers out there. But I think one of my key mantras at Meraki is like, leave nobody behind. We want to make sure that everybody feels like they can get into this technology and take advantage of it. And as Austin explained, there are some nice, easy ways to get into what we've talked about today. But again, please do send me that feedback. And, uh, and again, if you'd love to be on the show, that would be super awesome too. You can reach me on Twitter. My handle there is at Meraki Simon, one word. And so I'd love to hear from you and uh, hear what you've got to say about the podcast and what you might want to do with it. Okay, uh, just going to wrap things up now. I think it's time to uh, go and enjoy the weekend. I hope that it's uh, not too far from the weekend, wherever you are when you're listening to this. Uh, Austin, thank you so much once again for joining us. Thank you, Simon. Awesome. And have a great time until we see you next time. Stay safe and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Bye for now. Bye for now.